Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week on Erotic Awakening, negotiations, leather, polyamory, and tentacle tights. Nice. We'd like to thank our current Patreon supporters. Kaya! <laughs> Among other perks, Patreon supporters get free Kickstarter cards as well as discounts to events like the upcoming one-of-a-kind Hearts and Collars here in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, uh, we are going to be talking about negotiation, and actually we have a guest in studio. Lady Kaya is sitting with us. Say hi, Lady Kaya. Hello. There she goes. See? That wasn't Dawn doing her Lady Kaya impression either. No, I'm not good at impressions at all. Especially with, as we always complain about, the lack of sleep. Although mm. we have a, a good reason for it today. We do, but I had some good sleep last night or something shifted my mood for today, so mm -hmm. we're good. But yeah, we spent the last two weeks uh, living in a hotel. People know this if they've listened to the last couple of episodes, right? So we've been living in a hotel with the cat and dog, but we finally closed on the condo. Got appliances delivered today, and we're moving in in the next couple of days. Plus, we just came back from Winter Wickedness. That's why we're tired, though. It's but, the Winter Wickedness. Well, I've been apprenticing to Arcane of Arcane's Attic, which will be turning into Impact Artisans. Mm -hmm. And um, so I've been helping him in the mornings with cutting leather and, you know, lathing wood and making floggers and all that kinds of cool stuff, and then coming here in the afternoon and the evening and sewing all those hooded aftercare blankets that people are loving. I did sell it to one or two at the old I sold quite, quite a bit of my stock. I'm going to have to get busy again. And then the flogger roll bag. So vending wise, we vend from what, six to 10 on Friday after setting up and then nine to eight nine <laughs> on Saturday, right. 9 a.m. To, to 8 p.m. on Saturday without a break. So, so for clarity, for clarity, you say we vend, you vend. I didn't I do vend. You helped me set up some and I take helped down you set up, some. But then I came home and then I Well, that is true. Back. We did a lot of different stuff. So I am going to say once again, and I know I just said this on FetLife, but Winter Wickedness, man, it is hard to top that conference yeah and the, the new hotel was pretty fantastic the social mm -hmm. space was fantastic oh, i love which, the social space uh, you and i've always been it's really funny a lot of people there's a lot of ways to judge how good the event is mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of the social space you me yeah uh kaya here as well as a couple other people got to sit there play some card games got to just sit and chitter chat yeah it's easy to find people too i'll meet you in the social space right and with this hotel and who knows how long you know, they'll be there, right? Hotels change. But this one's got the raised platform for the social area, and it can fit as many people as you want in there, it feels like, right? There's just tons of room. So you get to just sit there and people watch and, you know, wait for people to come up and mm -hmm. talk to you or go talk to people. It's just easy to find people. Yep. Absolutely. So loved the event. I had a great time. My body had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> My scenes finally came through. Usually I go to an event and I either forget to set up scenes or I set them up and they get canceled. Mm -hmm. And so this time I kind of overbooked myself after all that, all that vending and everybody came through. <laughs> I, I, am, I just posted my pictures on FET too. <laughs> I am just a little, um, I'm not miffed per se, but the way we're going into this weekend was uh, I had five scenes set up. Right. 
and you had a scene set up and you ended up having three scenes or uh-huh. four scenes and I ended up having three. two. So I don't know what the hell happened. I followed through with mine. <laughs> you mean you made arrangements? <laughs> I made arrangements and actually followed through. <laughs> but the one of the scene, and this actually is going to lead into our topic. One of the, and the reason that Lady Kaya is joining us today. So Lady Kaya, you just taught a class at the Winter Wickedness. Uh, Winter Wickedness. Uh, you taught two classes, the Poly Middle Way, but you also taught about negotiation. I did. So uh, I'm going to tell you how I negotiate, and I want you to tell me why it's wrong, why I'm bad, and how I can be better <laughs> at it. Because I don't. You neg- didn't use the Kickstarter cards, which we developed specifically for this. No, I did not use the Kickstarter <laughs> card. Well, uh, this is not true, actually. Okay. So uh, I played with somebody who we'll call M for the rest of the podcast. Okay. And I, my first negotiation with M was here at the space with the Kickstarter cards, and we went through them all, mm-hmm. like you're supposed to, just like we teach. And we said, "Oh, I like this. I don't like this. Oh, this might be this. A maybe. This is interesting. Oh, really? That's that's what you consider aftercare, huh?" <laughs> Okay, but then it was a couple weeks go by. Right. And then I saw them at the space again, and I, we sat down and we talked. What do you like? What do you not like? Here's what I'm really into. And then another couple of weeks go by, and, I, and we meet up at Winter Wickedness and we play. Right. right. So here's how the negotiation went at the uh, Winter Wickedness. Mm-hmm. Um, penetration, in or out? And they said, no, no penetration. I said, cool. Not in, out, in, out, in, out. No, no. I wasn't describing how to to penetrate. Okay. I was just saying that uh, no uh, vaginal or anal insertions will be part of this scene. Okay. They said, or they said that, or I said that. We agreed that we agreed upon that. I said, beyond that, what kind of boundaries do you have? And they said, what, you know, what kind of scene are we looking for? She said, I'm not, you know, I'm up for anything. And I said, okay, so I'm somewhat of, this is me negotiating, mind you. Uh, if good thing we don't have a video podcast. Kai is very looking at me very <laughs> pre-judgmentally. Um, and I said, I'm a somewhat of a sensual dom. So the, what I mean by that, and what I did was I stroked her arm in a sensual manner, and I said, I top from a very sensual, intimate perspective. It doesn't have anything to do with... Um, I like the fact that you're squirming right now as I say that. It doesn't have anything to do with penetration per se. Penetration is or is not, but you can still be very intimate and very sensual without it being um, penetrative. Now, I can't say that it's not sexual. To me, that is a form of sexual sexual energy. It's certainly intimate energy. I don't get too trapped in the words. Right. And and I demonstrated what I meant by that by stroking their arm. I asked for permission to stroke their arm. They said, yes, this is the what I'm going to be doing. So, And they said, yep, I'm cool with that. Um, and that was the limit of our negotiation. That was the, that was it for the negotiations. Now they mm-hmm. saw some of the toys that I brought and I said, what kind of clothing do you want to wear? And, uh, they said, well, how about, do you want, I'm, I'm fine with stripping. And we decided that they would leave their underwear on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and they also revealed they were somewhat bratty. That was also part of our little negotiation. Okay. Um, see, not bad for somebody that, you know. This was pickup play, though, right? Yes, this is pickup per play. Se, so there's right. the tricky bit, right? right. Per se, per right. se. Um, and I had some toys with me, which they may or may not have seen. I did not overtly say this is a punching thing. And by the mm-hmm. way, I'm digging biting and this, da, 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 right? That right. was it. And they stripped down to their underwear. I stripped down to my underwear. And I jumped on top of them and I started punching them and biting them and stroking them and... Um, 
punching them some more and biting them some more uh, and punching feet mm-hmm. and stuff. Right. Other stuff. Right. Like you do. Like I do. I know you like you do. And then, at, oh, and, and they met Mr. Pointy Tooth. Okay. Didn't, not a fan. Not oh, a fan yeah. of Mr. Pointy Tooth. Um, and eventually they said, okay, I'm good. True. This enough. I'm good. Which right. I love. Side note, people that I play with or may ever play with in the future. When you're done with you speaking up and say, woof, I'm done. That's great. I love it when you hit your endurance before I hit mine because I'm an old fuck. <laughs> um, so Lady Kaya, teacher of negotiation, how terrible was that negotiation? So uh, first off, the, that's a really interesting way you uh, phrase that question. Uh, I'm going to rephrase it before I answer it. Um, so one of the things I talk about a bit in the class is that there's different levels of risk with your negotiation, right? And the more detailed you are, that's less risky. The more new someone is or the more you're doing something that they haven't experienced before that increases risk. So it's not necessarily that there's one right way to negotiate because negotiation is really just having a discussion about things that you're both into and hopefully developing a scene that you're going to both co-create and enjoy. So maybe a little bit risky that they didn't see all of your toys before you played with them could be kind of risky. Um, it worked out, right? I think so. So um, <laughs> have you heard back from them? Uh, uh, or yes. Gonna, okay, let's, okay. Let's talk about what they said feedback wise. Okay. Please, go right. on. Um, so I think the important parts that you mentioned, you covered um, that you talked about both what was off limits sexually and also, like, we're really explicit about the things that you did want to do that some people might consider to be intimate or sexual, like the stroking the arm. Um, you asked about limits and boundaries. Uh, you've talked about sort of the kind of scene that you were both going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly, like, we're on the same page as far as things like safe words or plain language. So when they said they were done, the scene was done, and that was good. So... And, and I got to yell, and I, I should say, at least we did cover, I believe that we covered the basic safe words, and then I did get a yep. yellow in there somewhere. By the way, also, hot as fuck when you get a yellow. Mm-hmm. Love getting yellows. When, now, you used the word risk a couple times. What do you mean by risk? Like I might have serious, like I like, might have broken an arm or something type of risk, or? Uh, so risk in the sense that everybody wants their scenes to be mutually enjoyable by both parties mm. and that nobody's going to have any unhappy surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, some re- some scenes are riskier than others, uh, both, you know, in terms of like, if you're doing a scene that's going to play with something really mentally heavy, that's risky because right. there's a higher chance that something's going to go wrong. Even if you negotiate great stuff comes up. Um, you know, if you're using a tool that you're not very experienced with, that's a somewhat higher risk, right? Obviously, sure. you have to use tools to get experience. So every scene has some element of risk that something might not go the way you intended it to go. Is that okay, your question? Okay, absolutely, yeah. And and there's absolutely, that's very true. Um, and one of the risks, and one of the things that I don't do anymore, and I put it more on the, on the, the bottoms, I require the bottom to do this, is that I will have them 
like I used to say, all right, what kind of what kind of language do you not want to use, right? What kind mm-hmm. of you know what kind of what would trigger you and that kind of stuff, right? And what I find is that the, the more people give me for this big long list of triggers, I end up so deep in my head of what not to do mm-hmm. that it's uh, it gets in the way of actually enjoying and being in the moment of the scene, right? So I certainly um, with in this particular instance, I didn't have this conversation about triggers, right? Uh, I, but I do expect, you know, and, and I've heard Don do this, like, you know, don't call me, um, George, right. I don't like being called George or don't like, don't call me right. uh, a MacBook, right. Whatever right. your trigger. I try not is. to give a long list. Yeah. I know there's a specific, a specific word that'll trigger me. So, and even though I hate to tell people that this word triggers me, because like you said, it gets rid of the, uh, it kind of limits the organic. Yes. Ness of the scene. If it's said, it's going to be a red. Yeah. So I have to mention it. Yeah, right. So. And and that, that that's no different than um, if you know you've got a bad left wrist mm-hmm. and that whenever somebody puts pressure on your left wrist, your brain freaks out because you don't want to break it again. There's no different from that. Say, hey, you right. know what? Let's avoid anything that involves my left wrist. Right. Yep. So the other aspect was, and here's the other part that I, I, I sucked at, is aftercare is asking that question, what do you require from aftercare? Although I did this in this case, I did that. And mm-hmm. it's great when the submissive says to you, what do you require as a top in aftercare, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when Dawn and I play is the opposite of when Dawn and I fuck. When Dawn and I have the intercourse, <laughs> I am a classic male. I have a nice orgasm and I want to fall asleep. And Dawn gets up and wants to sew things, right? In the scene, it's the opposite, mm-hmm. right? I have to force myself to sit there and give you cuddles because I'm all full of juice and I want to jump up and talk and hobnob and all that kind oh, of stuff. We had to talk about that for a long time because yeah. I need the cuddles. I need that connection for just a little bit longer until I can breathe and ground and be in the present moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, Kaya, how do you? what do you tell people who discuss that who say, you know what, I'm pretty, I'm bad at negotiation because I don't want to disappoint the person. I don't want them to, I don't want to give them this big list of no's because, you know, maybe they won't want to play with me then. So I think those are two different things, right? So if being bad at negotiation because you don't want to disappoint someone, I'm kind of like processing that and like framing it while I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean, I mean, I don't think it means that you're bad at negotiation, but you would, you might come at it from the perspective of I am unskillful at negotiating because if I'm afraid to give you a list of things that I don't want to do or I don't like because I do want to play. I think, you know, that's sort of framing it a little bit the wrong way. So maybe if, if that's, if that's what your concern is, maybe frame it a little bit more like these are specifically the things I do want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, you know, if you, for instance, if you were going to go to a restaurant and you had say, uh, you know, there's a lot of foods you don't like, um, you might not want to go in and, you know, give the waiter, you know, a, a list of 20 different things that you hate eating. On the other hand, if you go in and you have say, I really love plain chicken cooked with salt, pepper, butter, nothing else, maybe some noodles with butter and salt on the side. You know, that gives them an opportunity to do something that maybe both of you will be happy with. Mm-hmm. 
Um, instead of saying, you know, well, I hate peppers and I hate onion and I really don't like, you know, rice or whatever it might be. So the same sort of thing with negotiation. Oh, if there's right. a lot of yeah. things that you can't do or don't want to do, maybe just come up with saying, I want to have a very specific scene that only involves these things. And then, you know, obviously there's some things that you might want to mention, like if you can't stand for very long and say, like, I need to not stand uh, for very long. But you can limit that list of no's if you make your yes very specific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was able to do that with uh, Bad Bunny and her husband. And I can never remember his fet name, but um, we had a really good scene. And so I mentioned up front, I can't, I think I did the same thing with you. Mm -hmm. I can't stand long. I can't. So it has to be a bench or a table or a chair or something. So, and I'm so exhausted that we can't do my hands above my head. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get low blood pressure and that's just going to affect the scene. So for the physical, you know, I'm, I'm getting much better at that because I mm -hmm. know if I'm on a cross or something standing, I'm not going to last long. Yeah. So what about, um, if you don't know, right? Like I, we, we recently taught a class, Dawn and I taught a class here at the, at the space, uh, about, and actually we, we taught a class about meeting people and we taught about negotiating and that kind and of flirting thing and, yeah. and flirting, but we had somebody come up and, and somebody said, well, I don't know what I, I'm brand mm -hmm. new. I don't know what I like and what I don't like. How am I supposed to negotiate then when who knows where, you know, you know, how do I get started then when I have no experience? Oh, maybe I've, all I've got is some erotica that I've read and some thoughts of things I might like. Was that the same person that asked that not to interrupt, but to interrupt was that the same person that that asked that that we saw? Yes, with someone that they had met yes. there at the at the workshop. Don't you feel that like was it? Was so that feel cute. Nice? Yes, felt like a, <laughs> a kinky cupid. It was, yeah, yeah. So I would say three things to that. The first thing I would say is make sure just say that as part of your negotiation. I want to try some things, but I haven't done it before. I'm not sure how I'm going to like it. Um, to try to as much as you can to go into it with an open mind. With the perspective that if you try it and it's just not your thing, that's okay. Um, you know, if you go to the same sort of a food analogy, right? If you go to a restaurant and you try something new and it's like, eh, just no, not really my thing. That's okay. Like there's no judgment for trying something and then finding right. out it's not what you want. Um, and I had one more thing that I thought was important. Give me five seconds. Okay, counting is not helping. <laughs> um, come back to me. Keep looking for that one because that's really super funny that you just said that because you and I just went to Jenny's Ice Cream, mm -hmm. which Jenny's Ice Cream, for people who don't live in the Ohio area or the area that they serve, they have 20 flavors that are a little unusual. Roasted cherry with goat cheese. Is my favorite. Sort of things, yeah. And you like the butter, I like something, the, the pecan, butter something. brickle, the butter brittle, mm. butter but it's, brickle, but it is, like that, yeah. The whole point of that Jenny's experience is, I would like to try a scoop, I'd like to try a bite of this, a bite of that, bite of this, bite of that. Mm -hmm. And when you say, oh boy, that, um, you know, vanilla, Bourbon, bourbon vanilla or bourbon something. Bourbon vanilla. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't like that. I'll try this instead. And you're right. And you end up with, after you've sampled a few things, you end up with a cup of ice cream or a bowl or a big fucking monstrous dish <laughs> of the things that you do like. Mm -hmm. So I did also remember the thing I was Good. also going to say. Um, 
I also think it's a good idea uh, if you're pretty new to try to add just like one new element per scene. So, you know, if you're doing rope, maybe just do rope. Don't do rope and impact and blindfolds if you haven't done any of those things before. Um, it'll maybe let you sort of experience it a little easier because you're not trying to process so many different things happening at once. Um, it might be also a little easier to tell what it is you like and you don't like because, say, if you're trying a scene with five different things and the scene just doesn't really jive for you, it might be hard to tell, like, which of those five things you liked and which ones you didn't. So okay. pro tip, one thing at a time. Fair. That makes sense. Very cool. Um, so I see that we both took a bunch of notes. Dawn, did you have anything else you want to ask about? <laughs> no, there okay. were more notes for me. So, uh, But... Um, I guess the thing that I was writing down was you and I teach a negotiation class and we use different words. Mm -hmm. So I'm just listening to how it's reframed a little bit. So, mm -hmm. and, and the different verbiage yeah, that's yeah. used. So and, that's and, all just different notes. And I do say at this point for myself, I'm a little, I am unusual and I get that. I don't do this, the classic BDSM thing. It is, um, I will draw a box on a piece of paper and the things that I think might be on the agenda tonight I'll, I'll say, what do you think about this? And they'll say, oh, I, I'd try that. Or, yeah, I love that thing that you love. I'm going to write that in the middle of the box. Mm -hmm. Now, there's, there's a, now the reason for doing it this way is due to some also, especially great for pickup play, if you are going to get sexual um, and you're a little, and I'll tell you just straight up, the reason I do this is because there have been some instances of miscommunication in the community that have ended up being very causing a lot of damage, damage and difficulty. Right. Yeah. So if I think a play is going to be sexual, I start off, I draw this big box and I say, how do you feel about flogging? And they're like, I love flogging. I write that right in the middle of the box. Uh, how do you feel about impact? How do you feel about punching? Um, you know, I don't mind a little bit of punching. I'm not, not too sure. I'd like to try it. Write that right on the edge of the box. What about fingering your sweet hot cunt in the middle of our scene? <laughs> and they're like, mm, boy, no, no, I think we should, no. Well, let's, let's avoid penetration. And I write down penetration outside the box. Of course, if they say yes, I write down penetration inside the box, mm -hmm. right? I then... Penetrating the box. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Where's my laugh track button? That ain't it. Nope. <laughs> you uh, lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's not it. Um, so then I take this piece of paper. I can spin it around so we both see it. Uh, I, I can even say, you know, fun. Here's fun, right? This could be fun. I'm putting my initials on it. Put your initials on it. Now, this is maybe this is paranoia, right? But if you're playing with somebody for the first time, fold that up, stick it in your pocket. If things get wonky. Now, again, your average scenes, I don't bother. If it's a scene where we're negotiating pickup play that does include sex, man, I don't want no miscommunications, not right. just because of damage, but because that's, you know, that's going to impact somebody, right? They want to be able to trust you and you want to be able to trust them. So, do, you, do you tell them when you negotiate that things can be taken out that they've agreed to though? It's, it's, it's important. Yes. To have that conversation. Yeah. No, because I do forget about you that. You can't, one. yeah, you can't add things well, at least you and I, we don't negotiate after the scene, renegotiate after the scene has started. So you can't add things in after the negotiation, but you can still say no. If something mm -hmm. starts that you said yes to before, maybe they said mm -hmm. yes to penetration and then you're getting into the scene and then they're kind of like, 
No, I don't think that's actually going to work for me. So you you can still remove things. You still have, um, yeah, that word. The revocable? Re- revocable. Yes. So cool stuff. So just for uh, to wrap up this particular bit, the person immediately within five minutes of our scene being over mm-hmm. said, we should do that again sometime. Nice. I assume that means that they enjoyed it. And the last thing that I ask for in our negotiation for aftercare for me, I want to email from you or a text or however we communicate in about two days. Mm-hmm. Not right then, but in a couple of days. You right. know, then after you've had a chance to sit with it for a little while and can say, you know what, I wish you'd done more of the biting and less of the punching. Or, you know, now that we have had a couple of days, I'll be honest with you, I really didn't dig the way you bit me with that pointy tooth. Yes. No, no. <laughs> they, they told me about that. Right time. away. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. It was revoked. Um, pointy tooth was revoked. <laughs> and I do want to mention real quick, uh, just in case they're paying attention, um, and I wish I had a cowbell with me right now so that they would stop and pay attention, but Baby Doll forgot her underwear. Baby Doll Bree. <laughs> she stopped me in the hallway to let me know that she'd forgotten her underwear as well. Good. <laughs> and then she bought an aftercare blanket <laughs> so she could wrap up and hide her pantylessness. There you go. <laughs> Uh, people that we ran into at the Winter Wickedness include, and actually, we actually ran into Vince, who's a podcast listener, before Winter Wickedness. We met him at the negotiation class that we talked about earlier. But then at Winter Wickedness, we ran into Catsuit. Oh, he, I didn't it, see Catsuit, I don't think. Oh, my God. They, he did a classic podcast listener. Did he? Thing. I was walking to some place with Cat. Right. And he said, hi, Dawn. Or, hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. Because he heard my voice. <laughs> right. And I, I had to tell him, well, you're half right. So I had someone in the vending room, too, that whipped around when they heard my voice when I was talking to somebody else. And they're like, are you Dawn? I'm like, well, yes, I am. Podcast listener. <laughs> oh, very cool. Did you yeah. get the name? No. Well, I was so busy vending. I didn't. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so shout. that was Catsuit. Uh, E.A. Rayburn, Austria, or Osteria. Osteria, thank you. Elizabeth mm-hmm. and many, many others, and oh, I apologize. Lots of, we had, God damn it, Adam. Yes. there. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I apologize to everybody else that we ran into and said hi to and had nice conversations with that are from podcast listeners that we did not get to, uh, that I did not take the time to write down your name, or I wrote it on a scrap of paper that I've already thrown away. It's an event, man. You like got six hours of sleep over a weekend long. You can live that's the way it goes sometimes. It Did is. And then there's other people I, we ran into that were not from the Columbus area. Uh, <laughs> very straight. Actually kind of funny. Did you know that Winter Wickedness and Sin in the City, which is an event in Las Vegas, is on the same weekend? I did know that. Sin in the City got canceled due to a snafu with the hotel. Right. So they said, I, they already had tickets for Sin in the City, but they're like, well, now it's a week away and I don't have anything to do. Let's go to Winter Wickedness. And they nice. talked their way in. That was a good trick for them. Not good, because Winter Wickedness was sold out. Yeah, I know. So they did have to talk their way in. Uh, let's talk about, let's share some crappy, flirty questions. So, uh, Lady Kaya. Where did we get uh, these questions from? I don't know, but they're not great. Um, so these are flirty questions. Uh-huh. Supposedly. Okay. Yes. All these right. are 50 flirty questions. Uh, I think I will start off by asking you a flirty question. Uh, wait, one, wait, yeah, right. One, two or three. One, two or three. Would you like one, two or three? Uh, let's go with one. <laughs> This is considered <laughs> a flirty question. A flirty question. When you just so meet we're somebody. sitting. We just met. We're chatting. I'm yep. fl- starting to flirt a Maybe little bit with you. Maybe you're at a you. lunch or whatever. And I say to you as my flirty question. So how far 
can you go on our third date? That's really an awkward kind of question, <laughs> right? Because you are asking me on a first date, one that's it's assuming... Not even a date, it's not even a date yet. I know. <laughs> like, it's assuming you're going to have a third date. Right. And then, frankly, like, it's case by case. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I, yeah. I, I feel like it's high school, like, ooh, third base. I don't even know what the third <laughs> base is anymore. That's in the pants. Oh, is it in the pants? Yeah. Ooh, like a hand down the pants? Or do you um, mean in the pants? It's a hand. It's a hand. It's handy <laughs> things in the pants. Hmm. So, like, I feel like a, maybe a better way to put it would be: How far have you gone on a third date? Right, because it gives you like a past right. question, but it's not saying, "Can I fuck you on our third date?" Right, you which know? is what it's asking, right? Yeah. And does it have to be the third date? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, because it's yeah, case that, by case, it could be a first date. Not to mention, or I it could be after six years. <laughs> I'm not so sure I'm down for any questions about how long will it take me to fuck you as right. part of our flirting process. Now, right. different people flirt different ways, and other people may have luck with that. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is I would have to answer, one, my answer would probably be something like uh, maybe Dayton. Mm-hmm. How far can you get on a different Dayton? <laughs> or to say, oh, I always go down on uh Boys or girls. I always do oral on the third date. Always. And then when we have our third date, do anything except that. <laughs> that's mean. Yeah. Well, that's what they get for asking a fucked up question that they got from our podcast. Wait a minute. All right, Don. I'll take number two if you're asking me. Uh, no, I'm going to ask you the other one. Okay. Don, are you a troublemaker? Only on my good days. No. <laughs> <laughs> the hell that's not Why so are, horrible it's not so horrible but it's like i don't know that would put me in my head i would have to think about it i, I think because mm-hmm. yeah. i'm not a brat but i can be a troublemaker yeah so are you asking me am i bratty and silly and stuff i'm not really but i could be a troublemaker <laughs> <laughs> i don't hate but this am question. i gonna tell you that i'm gonna be a troublemaker <laughs> Right? Yeah. I don't hate this question because it can be interpreted in different ways and it could and it could lead you out to saying something like, you know, I like to get on the um, pro gun Reddit and talk about how I think automatic weapons should be illegalized. So that kind of troublemaker. It could oh, you be, could but, find no, no, out right? about somebody if they're snarky or not. Which they might respond by like that, it? or they might respond by just being shocked, or they might respond by saying, by reaching over and pinching you in the tit. <laughs> it's like, what nipple. do you think? Right? So you, you could get a variety of different answers and, and, and learn something. So I kind of like that one. Okay. Not, maybe not. A, no, you know what? I do. I'm just going to say I like that So one. what if I asked a guy, are you a troublemaker? And he reaches over and pinches my tit. I'm not recommending that course. I'm going to be a troublemaker because I'm going to give him a broken nose. <laughs> well, it depends who it is. Yeah, if it's flirting and it's a new guy. Yeah. yeah. Or girl. Yeah. This podcast is done for education and <laughs> uh, entertainment purposes only. No advice given on the podcast should be Do followed not by ever actual lean people. Over <laughs> pinch your tit. Or try any of these flirting questions. Try your own. Uh, or try our flirting book, which I've never gotten around to. Putting together. Putting together. Our audio book has to be next. Yeah, we have so many projects that are next. Anyway, um, you have a question for me? Don't you hate it when random guys ask you questions? 
Notice I left guides in there. Yeah, I do. So, so <laughs> yeah. That's that. I don't know about a from a flirting question. I don't know if I would use it, but right. it's not a bad lead in. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not horrendous. Like, when can I fuck you? Right. right. So, you know, and it can be a, a. I could see you using it. As just a friendly thing. Kind of an opener, actually. Kind of an opener. You know, don't you hate it when random people no. ask you random questions? I wouldn't context oh, it that way. Oh, you know what? I wouldn't use the word hate. Right. I don't like starting off a conversation with, what do you hate? Right. Instead, they could jump yeah. right in. Oh, I hate that. And you know what else I hate? Yeah. <laughs> Your beard, brown eyes, <laughs> and five foot ten. <laughs> wow. That's a very specific hate. That's right, aimed at me kind of hate. I was looking right at you. That is a very focused hate right there. Start at being hate club. Oh, don't do that. Instead, let's talk about uh, things we like, which would include tentacles, perhaps. Indeed. So um, I'm not sure how to pronounce this one because this is not our other bungee. So, but I'm going to say bungee will. I think it is. Sent a link to a FET comic. And this was really good. So, and there was one that had tentacles with three girls and just oh, great artwork. It was on FET, and I actually started following this artist. Oh, good. Because it's just really, really good. So, and then Chip. Hi, Chip. So, look, Chip, this is who, oh, this is whose name I was trying to remember. I was telling somebody about this blanket. Was I telling you about this blanket? I don't think so. I was telling somebody about this blanket. See this, the brown tentacles right here? Mm-hmm. That is from Chip's T-shirt. So Bat put this together. These are all T-shirt pieces from people, podcast listeners. Mm -hmm. So the blanket that's under these uh, uh, microphones. So Chip sent us something. Yeah, elephant tentacles. Uh, And then also, yeah, the end. So it was really, really cool uh, tattoo of an elephant. But instead of just the one trunk, multiple tentacles. 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 That was really great artwork. Yes. And then Chip sent us a link to the um, tentacle tights. Yep. So it must have made it. That that um, that whole thing about the tentacle tights actually made it to an article in a different arena because mm-hmm. they're from Etsy. Yeah. So it made it to an article in a different arena. So people are sending me links to those tights. But I go back to Etsy, and which is linked to it in the article, and I can't find him on his site anywhere. He's making new stuff right now. Oh, right, yeah. So he's not making the tights. And I'm like, oh, man, because they're really cool. They're like um, a latex tentacle that's pressed mm-hmm. onto a pantyhose mm-hmm. sort of Fun. thing. So there's actually so some, if you wear some depth a skirt, to it. Yeah, yeah, if you wear a skirt, they come out under the skirt because it's sheer mm-hmm. pantyhose. Yeah, so that's they're hot. New subscribers I to the them. newsletter includes Steph from Ontario. And Dee from Ohio. It's your EA. Shout out. <laughs> Head over to eroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter. And Anything I'll s- else, Don? I don't think so. So, um, I mean, what are what are we doing, man? Now that winter wickedness is over with, I know, and your big we're rush. in the condo, my big rush with all the floggers and the aftercare blankets, that's all kind of settled down. I mean, we need to put the the, the home, we need to put mm-hmm. the home in order, and get out of the hotel. Right. Um, we got what's a, next? We got a couple gigs in Canada, but not we got for a couple of gigs in Canada. We got while. one in Indianapolis. We'll talk about uh, hearts and collars on the next mm-hmm. episode. That's our. I'll probably get the newsletter out soon mm-hmm. about hearts and collars, which, like you said, that's our our poly and power exchange. Those that practice 
Power Exchange and Poly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's our, that's our little event here at the space. And, wow, tons of stuff going on in the space if you're local. Man, we got parties and dance parties and dance and play parties and kinky and geeky coming up and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you know what's funny is I've been um – I'm seeing that there's some blank space on the calendar coming up. And right. Like, totally good for that. Oh, except you scheduled one weekend that we have free. Oh, yeah. Yes. To go to visit. Our, Doing a little vacationing. Our, our bestest friends. Yeah. So. Anything else? That's all I got. All right. Let's do our ending thing. Our ending thing? Yeah. Take a moment to support the podcast. <sighs> Read us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening and take a look at options like discounted stuff, extra content, and more. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Bye, Kaya. Bye, Kaya.